The content of this podcast should not be considered financial or investment advice. All interviews and discussions are opinions only, and the podcast has been created without taking into consideration the listener's financial objectives, financial situation, or needs. Listeners should obtain independent advice before making any financial decisions. G'day, this is Barry Fitzgerald, Gowron Perro columnist for Stockhead. Welcome to another edition of the Explorers Podcast. Now we've got one today which is a, a, a well-known name on the ASX, Cooler Gold. Of course, uh, way back its uh, main focus was on Woodlark Island for gold. Uh, worked up a million ounce deposit and then uh, sold it on. And now it's swung its uh, full attention to WA for lithium, gold, copper, nickel, PGEs, and there's a, also a developing rare earths element to the story here. The main go at the moment, the main focus, I guess, is the lithium in uh, the southwest region of uh, WA, as well up uh, around Southern Cross. So lots to talk about with this one. Uh, before the jumping in, uh, introducing uh, the CEO, Rick Dawson, to bring us up to speed on it all, I'll just mention... Um, this is an unusual uh, company in the sense that they're trading at 1.8 cents under the code KGD, and it's got a, a sub $10 million market cap. So, uh, Garen Perro is allowed to say these things. It's probably the cheapest, cheapest lithium explorer on the ASX at the moment, given the quality of some of these projects, which Rick will bring us up to speed with. So, with that, welcome to the podcast, Rick. Thanks for your time. Thank you very much, Barry. Eric, uh, I mentioned, uh, although the cooler gold name sticks, that it's very much WA-focused now, uh, with gold part of the package there, but lithium is the main go. Now, you've got uh, interesting projects down in the southwest there, uh, Brunswick and Kirup, and also up in uh, Southern Cross. So I'll let you pick which uh, one to uh, start talking about because you've been active across all three. Well, I suppose the topical one at the moment, uh, Barry, is the um, southwest uh, area projects, the Brunswick and the Kirup. Um, quite an amazing um, announcement yesterday from uh, Abu Mal um, taking over um, a company called um, Western Lithium, which was going to be a, a new float. Um, they've paid $30 million cash, which in this day and age of um, most people not paying cash, but more script-based mm-hmm. um, purchases, that's uh, that's a nice little flip for us. Just um, means that we are in the right space. There's existing infrastructure, um, and lithium is obviously very popular at the moment. So um, I think we're in a very good position to ta- to capitalise uh, on the interest in the lithium space at the moment. Mm. So that <clears throat> lithium power international deal, thirty million with Al- Albemarle, um, that's covered ground that is close or in the same area as your Kirup project, is that right? Correct, yeah. Our Kirup and Brunswick um, are somewhere between 20 and 50 kilometres away from the, the current Greenbushes um, mine. Um, obviously, they are very cognizant of making sure that they have a uh, an exploration focus for that mine going forward. And uh, I think they've seen the, uh, the fact that it's, you know, a good package of land. Uh, they decided to um, take advantage of that and uh, wrote a check for thirty million. So it makes us feel very confident that uh, our area, um, also very close by, has some real, real intrinsic value, even without um, having a resource at this stage. Yeah. Interesting too that uh, Albemarle, of course, is uh, 
wanted to buy uh, Lion Town for $5.5 billion, but uh, has been rebuffed at this stage. So the American company that is a partner with um, IGO and Tianqi in Greenbushes, Greenbushes, of course, being the world's uh, biggest and best um, lithium mine, but with some contenders coming up at the rear. So, yeah, very hot area. And your Brunswick and Cure-Up projects. Let's start with Brunswick. What's, uh, what have you been up to there? Okay, Brunswick's uh, one that we, uh, we've done probably the most work in the short term. Um, those tenements were granted um, and we had all the regulatory approvals. Um, we did a very small pro- drilling program um, four weeks ago um, at what we call the DBGM um, prospect. So we're waiting for those results to come back. That was a lithium and also possibly gold uh, drilling uh, reconnaissance program. We're waiting for those results and uh, we'll we'll obviously release those as soon as we have um, them from the laboratory. But um, Brunswick's a very interesting prospect or project area, um, quite a number of um, tenements. one of the things that uh, the explorers have to be very cognizant in the southwest of Western Australia is that lithium at surface is not um, probably the key pathfinder. Um, lithium is a very mobile element uh, at surface. And so you have to be a little bit cautious that just because you don't get a big lithium number to start with um, doesn't necessarily mean there's not a lot of lithium underneath. Um, we have looked at some of the historical drilling that Greenbushes did and they did not actually get any lithium of note uh, in the first 30 metres of drilling. So we have to be very careful not to discard any particular potential area based on rock chip samples or soil samples at surface. So based on that fact, we are, we have an area called the Hippie Lady um, that has had some very good um, lithium, but also had some very good path, what they call pathfinders, um, tantalum, um, is another more resistant element that uh, um, you don't need a huge uh, parts per million uh, assay for those. Um, generally, anything that's above 50 ppm is something that is deemed to be economic. And you have a look at places like, say, the Mount Holland Mind. Uh, they quote their resource uh, with a 50 ppm cutoff. So I think the Brunswick area is one that we've done the most work on in the short term. Um, the Kirup. We only recently purchased um, back in very late March, and we've hit that hit the ground running very quickly there, with both um, rock chip sampling and also mapping, and we've released a, a couple of um, quite good results to the market, and um, we have noted that we believe we have some spodumene um, at what we call the Mustang Prospect, and that had a very good day in the market. We had something like thirty five million shares trade on one day just alone on the back of that announcement. Right. Just on Brunswick, you mentioned the hippie lady there. Is there one living in the bush there, a real uh, old hippie lady? Yeah, the, uh, I think it was named after one of the local landowners. <laughs> right, I'm sure they're okay with that. Um, all right, now, I don't want to get people too excited about this, but I did notice, uh, I think it was early May, there was an announcement that you'd come across some historical drilling by BHP that... Uh, I think it was about 70, 80 metres that so came up with a really nice gold hit. Just to highlight that um, in that part of the world, there's as much gold potential as there is lithium potential. And yes. I'm just wondering whether your Brunswick work to this stage is taking into account that uh, potential for gold or is it purely lithium-focused? 
No, no, I think we're being uh, we're being open minded. We're um, you know we're a, we're a, uh, an exp- exploration company. Um, we don't have to be um, tunnel visioned onto one particular commodity. Um, I think if we're drilling and the prospect merits both both commodities, then we'll we'll drill for both. I mean, I think gold at um, over you know two thousand um, dollars an ounce is something that's uh, very attractive to the market. Or oh, sorry. It's eighteen hundred US, but over two thousand for Australian. So mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, it's a very good gold price at the moment, and I think sometimes um, companies can be a little bit fashion driven. But at the end of the day, it's all about adding value for shareholders. So you know, if we find a good project, a gold project, then that can add value for shareholders. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Now, <clears throat> Talia Prospect near uh, Southern Cross. Uh, yes. What's the story there? Well, Talia was an interesting one. Um, the project in Southern Cross is one that it was part of a package in our suite of tenements. Um, it was almost discarded. Um, so it's going to be one of the ones that goes down in folklore if it ends up being significant. Um, yeah, it was one that we were about to discard. We had a quick look at it. We realised there was one solitary tantalum rock chip which looked quite promising. We thought, well, let's make sure that we do some, um, you know, a little bit more work. And then we started getting some more and better results. And as we've been releasing more results uh, out of that in that particular area, we've now got um, three prospects, um, all at various stages. But again, this particular tenement, and in Western Australia, it's very rare to find tenements that haven't had some previous exploration. Mm-hmm. And what we're finding is that this particular tenement has had no historical exploration, which is very rare in Western Australia. So we're very um, excited to be the um, original explorer. So um, sometimes, as I think I put in the press release, um, it's always the first to market or first explorer that tends to find the big one. So we're very excited if this develops further. Yeah, for sure. Okay. Now, you've done some rock and soil sampling there, and I think uh, around the, there was an ASX announcement that um, the results from that encourage you to uh, lift it to, a, um, what was the expression, a high-order lithium drill targets. So yes. I'm just wondering what the next step from here is. You'll be drilling before long there? Yeah, we, we're very keen to get um, a drill rig into that prospect. Um, we've probably got one more round of um, rock chipping, mapping and soils um, before we're really confident. But I think, you know, it's it's going the right direction. We're getting a lot of pathfinders, um, which generally is a very strong sign. We're getting both beryllium, tin, uh, tungsten, all of these anomalous um, external um, elements which give us confidence that there's something very interesting beneath the surface. Um, one of the um, processes that you have to go through with um, freehold land is you have to get landowner access agreements first before you can mar- uh, explore. Mm-hmm. Um, we've got one of those uh, lined up, sorry, signed and executed. Um, so that's part of the process. The mines department won't allow you to get to the next stage of um what they call a program of work, um, but that's in train now. And so we're just in the processing part of um, getting the mines department to sign off so we can do a POW. Mm. 
Okay. So if we step back for a moment and then look across, say, Brunswick, well, the projects around uh, <coughs> Greenbushes there, Brunswick and Kirup, and then Talia. How do you see the uh, future drilling programs panning out? Will it be Brunswick first, Kirup, or Talia? Yeah, I think we don't have a... Um we're not beholden to any one prospect at this stage. I think sometimes we're dictated by um, what where we're at with the uh, permitting. Um, so all have merit, and I think we'd like to get um, a drill drill rigs at the moment are moderately easy to get. Um, so that gives us a, a good clear pathway to get some uh, drilling done. Probably, I'd like to think we'll probably drill Mustang next. Uh, we have a land access agreement signed um, at at Mustang, so that's probably the next cab off the rank, um, followed by probably Talia or Sasha in the Southern Cross area. So, um, and then of course there's Hippie Lady as well, which we'd like to think will be um, you know drilled at some stage, maybe this year. Mm. It's quite amazing given the uh, lithium boom that uh, continues on that uh, you've been able to pick up this ground so close to uh, well the world's best lithium mine, Green Bushes. Yeah, it's interesting. I mean, I, I think. Uh, the terminal package that we have, um, there was pretty much um, a philosophy for the the board and one of the um, geologists here during the COVID period. Mm-hmm. Um, they couldn't go out, um, couldn't travel overseas, couldn't travel interstate, so looked internally into Western Australia, um, looked to see what was available. There was a little bit of open ground um, and I think some of the majors historically have sort of been um, not aggressive in this area only because they um, felt that land access agreements was a very slow process. Mm-hmm. Being a smaller company and being a bit more nimble, we're not walking in as, you know, BHP or Rio Tinto. We're, we're, we're a much smaller company. We can sit down and have a coffee with the farmer and, um, you know, they can feel comfortable that we're, uh, we're on the same level as them. Yeah, yeah, you make a good point there. And just that attitude of the majors, uh, that it was all too hard and it had all been found. Here we're talking about Albemarle's deal, $30 million deal with LPI. So Exactly. So I think, you know, I think they're cognizant that there is opportunity in this area. You mm-hmm. just, it's it's one of those things where you just have to go through the processes. Um, you know, we've got farmers and there's various... Um, stages of some people are croppers some people are hobby farmists i mean there's a whole suite of different people down the southwest of western australia cool. and I think you just got to keep you you've just got to keep them comfortable that what you're doing is not going to have a big impact on them mm. okay now the i mentioned at the start the curious thing to me is given the location of these projects and some of the early results you've had i can't understand the current market cap of uh, at 1.8 cents, it's uh, what roughly 6.72 million, according to Comsec. So, what's it going to take, you think, to uh, get things moving on the market cap front? Well, I think sort of combination of you know constantly giving um, releases to the market, underst- letting people understand that um, we have got a good suite of projects that we're very keen to explore those projects and get results to market as soon as possible. And I think. Um, Companies who are seen to be active 
I think we'll get the rewards eventually. Yeah, okay. Now, the name, Cooler Gold, I'd hate to see it go, but is it uh, any thoughts to a name change to better reflect the WA focus now? Probably not. I think um, I think there's the only thing that might change, it might become Cooler Lithium, but, <laughs> <laughs> but um, no, I, I think at the moment um, there's no need for any name change. I mean, I think those things become, you know, in the short term there's no, no real gain to be merited from them. Um, yeah, yeah. Possibly in the future, if the, a large group of shareholders start saying, well, why aren't we called cooler chemicals or cooler cooler lithium, that, you know, we can always be open to shareholders' um, requests. But in the short term, I can't see any need. Yeah, as I always say, uh, BHP doesn't have anything to do with Broken Hill anymore, does it? Exactly. You know, there's a lot of companies out there with very generic names and, you know, I think cooler is cool quite an interesting name. It's a, It means community. So I think it's a, probably a good name for um, while you're in the um, lithium space. Yeah, okay. Now, hidden away at the moment is the Boomerang Kaolin deposit near Southern Cross at Maiden Resource in July last year, 93 million tonnes. What's the story there? Yeah, it's it's a good project. We've got a very substantial resource. Um, pretty much it's now looking for offtake. Um we have got uh, a number of third parties who are talking to us, both looking to do joint ventures, potential joint ventures, but also there's other parties that are looking to do um, direct offtake. So we've just got to make sure it um, adds value for shareholders. Um, there's no point starting a project just for the sake of starting a project. Mm -hmm. um, it's got to make money. Um, it, it takes up a lot of time and effort when you go into the mining phase and You've just got to make sure you get um, get value for doing it. Um, some of these industrial minerals generally don't have um, big margins, no. um, and if you have rising costs, those margins can get squeezed very quickly. So um, we are very keen to see that project develop, but it just has to be at a value and a way that shareholders can be rewarded. Mm. So sort of all options being considered? Yes. Strategic partners, sale? Equity Absolutely. Sale. Anything that um, is potentially of value to shareholders. Uh, I hinted uh, at the start there, there might be a rare earth element uh, to the company uh, evolving. Uh, is there anything you can say about that? At this yes. Time? Yeah, we, we had a, a project that we um, um, joint ventured to a potential IPO um, and we have released um, some very, very small announcements, one-liners. Um, the new company is called Australian Critical Minerals. Um, their prospectus has opened and closed. Um, they've raised their $5 million. Um, so that means that um, they will be active on that particular joint venture going forward. Um, cooler shareholders will be get the benefit of 49% interest. Is that uh, equity interest in the company or the project? The project, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, as a cooler shareholder, um, Australian Critical Minerals will be doing work, um, putting out um, new... Uh, any expiration they're doing. Um, so we'll be free carried in that uh, particular new rare earth area. Um, it's just northwest of Southern Cross. Um, and so, yeah, so um, although we don't have an active rare earth project inside Cooler, we do have a joint venture. So um, we will get the benefits of um, the rare earth space. Right, and they will be getting very active as soon as they list, I imagine. I would like to think so. I mean, that would be, uh, I mean, I'm sure... As um you know, the 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 company would like to think they have a positive um positive result on the stock market, um but yeah for our our 
purposes. We'd like to see them uh, being active, doing some um, air core drilling pretty soon once they list um, and then obviously get some results to the market. Uh, probably first quarter of, um, sorry, yeah, the first quarter of next year. So, um, you know, some, some sometime before September this year. Mm, great stuff. Okay. So let's bring it all together, Rick, and give uh, investors a feel for what they should be looking out for uh, before the uh, year's out. Well, I'd, I'd like to think that um, anyone that was potentially interested in becoming a shareholder of Cooler, they will see a very active company looking to be um, drilling uh, well and truly before the end of this year, prospects, uh, multiple prospects um, in two distinct areas. Uh, we're very close to an existing, um, the world's largest lithium mine. Um, so, yeah, you've got a very good opportunity to be participating in the lithium space and with a market cap under $10 million, uh, you would like to think there's plenty of upside for them. Right. Well said. Couldn't agree more. Okay, Rick, thanks for that, uh, for bringing us up to date on where the company's at and the uh building excitement there on the lithium front rare earths to come and um, in the background some value to be created out of the kaolin project so thanks for your time today uh, i found it all very interesting good luck with it all and watch with interest thank you very much barry cheers